Episode 22, Ithorians. What the fuck? Hello, you are listening to Star What the Fuck. I'm your host, Jason Tagmeyer, along with... Muddy Cab! And our good buddy Alex is in some dark CD bar, sitting in the corner, not saying much. He tried to get a ride home, but nobody was cheap enough. Exactly. So, we'll see him later. <laughs> so, tonight's episode uh, is uh, it's about a species. Yeah, it's the first species we've done. Is it? I believe so. Cool. We about, yeah. uh, we've we, mentioned many species, but yes, yes. I guess the only other episode that was kind of like it was when we did Camino. We talked a lot about a Camino. So, Camino. so what would be the best species to start with is one that has very little uh, known about it. I guess <laughs> uh, that, there's been no. a ton. Uh, I'll tell you this: it it's probably one of the coolest, and it's been thrown in just about everything you can imagine. Exactly. There, it uh, just doesn't have a prominent member. And the species you may know it as hammerheads. Yeah. But it's technically called Ithorian. Ithorians, yes. Which is a cool name. Yeah, it's a great name. You know, Ithorian is a, is a is a great Star Wars name, and uh, the Hammerheads. Uh, we know of one in Star Wars Episode Four uh, named Mamau Nadon. Mamau Nadon. Mamau Nadon. That's what I'm gonna go with. Uh, which I'm sure as a kid you had the Star Wars figure and you called it Hammerhead. Yeah, it was it was labeled Hammerhead, wasn't it? I, I believe it was. Yeah, in, in quotes, I believe. Um, yeah, it was like Yak Face and uh, Walrus Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the original Star Wars, the original one was just he's wearing a. It's really weird. The original nineteen seventy seven ish figure is he's just wearing like a blue like leotard thing, um, and then when they re release it later, he's just wearing like a brown cloak, which. Is more accurate? Yeah, exactly. The blue, like, later thing is, it's great because it's just, it has that cool 1970s action figure feel where everything contrasts. Like, it has a lot of contrast to his brown uh, skin and head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, Mama, Momo Nadon is the hammerhead we see in episode four. He sits in the corner of the cantina and we see him in two shots. Yep, we see him once. Talking to somebody across from him, I don't remember the exact species, but I think it was an alien. Yes. Uh, and he's sitting near the Yeti guy with the little snoot nows mouth. Uh, I don't remember his name. Muftak. Muftak. Yeah, one of those. The the you know the white guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but like he he has two shots. One is him talking, and he blinks his eyes, so he has functioning eyes. Yes. And um, the second one is reacting after. Han Solo shoots Greedo. And he just kind of looks over. He like he's, It's the first reaction shot and his head just kind of spins. Um, and then it kind of spins back a little bit, I yeah. think. Like he doesn't think about it too long. They're very quick. He may have less screen time than um, Ice Cream Maker Guy. He might. Actually, <laughs> Will Rohead might have more screen time than Moma and Nadon. I don't know. And just a side note, I found my Will Rohead action figure the other day. Oh, great. So Finally. it is still around. Great. That was, that, it's been three months. You've left them like great in great suspense. It might be actually it might be three months since that was released. It yeah. might be it might be six months or so by the time this comes out. But um, so so 
um, not much screen time, but massive impact on on fans of Star Wars. Yeah, this is definitely one of the most memorable uh, species. If you don't remember this, you're a fool. It's it's <laughs> probably one of the most unique. Like it doesn't look like anything. Exactly. Like it, it's so cool. It's definitely the most different one. Like it's the one that stands out above all the rest. Yeah, if you were to say like, here's this cantina, you know, all the cantina aliens. It's definitely one of the ones that that looks the coolest, stands out the most. Would be one of the first ones I would I would mention if you were to ask me to to name some of them. Um, and and it, it's been in tons of stories. Uh, I believe it's been in plenty of the games. Uh, we, I know that it, at least it was in um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic two, because they had one model and they reused it a hundred times. <laughs> I remember seeing it a lot in that because you have to talk to a lot of them in that game, if I recall. Oh, uh, they made a sweet Lego version. That Lego version is awesome. I want everything to do with it. Yeah. Um, I remember playing as an Ithorian in Lego Star Wars, I think. I think that was an yeah, the Lego version is great. And the Lego version is a, is a Jedi, I believe. It has a lightsaber. Uh, there is a... There is... Oh, sorry. There is a couple of um, notable Jedi... Uh, uh, Ithorians, sort of. There's not a lot of notable Ithorians. It's one of the weird species that I think it's just they can't get past the look. Yeah, I mean, I well, think uh, they all look the same, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's not a lot unique to it, and we don't know how it talks. Well, I guess you, we might know how it talks from Clone Wars or, or something like that. Uh, but it's not one that, like, it's not an easy one to portray on film. I can tell you that much. Exactly. You can't fit your head in there that well. And if you can, you can't see anything. Exactly. Um, so what's what what's? I guess we should talk about the Ithorians themselves as a species, as a as a alien creature. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess to describe them, they have humanoid bodies, and then they have these like weird heads that snake out from their body. Yep. Like it's. It's really hard to describe. It kind of like comes up and then comes down a bit, and then like it's it it's almost like a snout, but with the eyes are on the front of it. It's a here's how they were commonly called hammerheads by less sensitive beings because of their <laughs> less sensitive beings. Well, yeah, um, that's that's a big thing. We should talk about that first. Hammerheads is a racial slur for Ithorians, apparently, because of their long, curving and neck and T-shaped head. They found this nickname offensive. Yeah, yet Kenner put it right on the packaging. Those races and pop figure, pop vinyl, just did that. Uh, uh, they they have a there's a pop vinyl. Uh, you think I Funko was beyond that? You would think. I'm it's. I'm surprised that there's not as much outrage out there as it. I think we should be we should be starting a hashtag. Uh, <laughs> hashtag. Ithorian uh, uh, problems. <laughs> well, uh, I I you know what. I apologize for that joke. I'm trying to think. Of, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something uh, hammerhead like, <coughs> like without without saying the word hammerhead, of course. Not all hammerheads. Like nailhead, or oh, that's probably even worse. All right, so Ithorians had and Ithorian. I always thought Ithorian plural was Ithorian, but it's not. It's Ithorians. Oh, really? Um, Ithorians had two mouths and four throats 
allowing them to speak in stereo. Yeah, they're on the side of their body. Yes. It, it's really weird when you see them talk in the series. Um, they allow them to speak in stereo. Female Ithorians had two humps on the back of their head, while, while males only had one. So there's a way to distinguish. That's interesting. Uh, where are the humps? Like, at the just at the base of the neck? Yeah, I think, like... Well, we really only see male ones, so, like, there's no good images of no, a female well, I don't know if these are female it. ones of the Senate. Um, Maybe? Can't really tell if they're two humps or not. Uh, the thing that's that's interesting about them is, like, when you see them... Like, this obviously looks like, like Clone Wars cartoon or whatever. Uh, they're real slick and, and not, like, super, like, heavy. Um, their, their, their neck is kind of thin that goes out to their head. But all the ones in the film have this wide base head that just looks terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it just looks like such a terrible, like, mask. I don't, like, the just the way they wear clothes is terrible, I think. More more so than, like, the way the head meets it is, is it just looks so, like, like, they pop this head on top of. Yeah, they always kind of looked a little better animated than they did in. No, the animated version looks awesome. Yeah, I know. Like, especially, have you seen the, um, you probably haven't seen it, but there's one in, uh, Star Wars Rebels that looks great. Here's, here's yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. He has, like, the little, like, mouth thing, like, these little speaker boxes on the side. Yeah. That's great. I love that. He's, like, a bartender in one scene. It's very cool. Um, but, so, they have this weird body, and they have a really humanoid body, which I find weird. In Except the for their, their hands are a little, uh... Well, they have really long... Almost like like technically technical like, fingers. Yeah, exactly. It's really weird how their their hands are. It's really noticeable on the Clone Wars picture on the uh, the one near it, the young one. It's like weirdly long, like it just doesn't yeah. look great. Um, and then they basically have normal bodies. It looks like we don't really see one of like you know naked feet or anything. So we don't. Uh, actually but see actually, the action figure. If you look at the original action figure's feet. The yes. feet are, are almost, they're, they're kind of webbed, Ooh. Um, oh. and they are uh, kind of like almost hoof-stumped. Uh, they're very stumpy and hoofy, and I don't know if that's one of those things where it was time to make an action figure, and they just, you know, just did their thing and had a little bit of creative license, but this is what the, uh, just so you can see it. Oh, yes. It's I almost did. like a tree stump. Uh, which is, it's really cool looking. And I remember that, and he stood better than most other well, yeah, Star Wars Yeah, because he has a figures. way wider base. Yeah. This is a really weird And that, base. that, um, that foot design made it through until, like, later. Uh, wait, well, yeah, no, that is, that is the, uh, the Athorian costume had that. You can see that. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, never mind, I, I apologize. Uh, we really don't see one without a, that's naked. Besides that one in the Leotard. <laughs> It's <laughs> just close. Yeah, and I can't tell if that's like leggings or their legs, but it's it looks like it's wrapped in like some sort, sort of, like, of like leathery thing. Yeah, they're really interesting. Um, so you know what's really cool about being an Ithorian? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. You can do this in all the role-playing games, too, if you're an Ithorian. What's that? They are capable of screaming with all four of their throats and two of their mouth at the same time, <laughs> creating a loud burst of sonic energy that can destroy a lot of stuff. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we really get a, we see a good example of that too in the in the cartoon. I'm going to tell you something interesting about Ithorian youths, which just sounds like like trouble already. But <laughs> they were known as Poopa, P U P A, not like you know, like, like pu- a little Poopa. 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 Uh, they were commonly glassy-eyed, appendageless, and limber. 
until they metamorphosized. After the molt, they lost an oral flap and every locomotion tube, gained lumps, craters in their craniums, and an appetite for ant flies. An adult Ithorian could father several thousand offspring. That's horrifying. That is so, like, expanded universe. It just, it's like dripping with it. it well, yeah, because they're frog people is what it makes them. Yeah. Like, they, they have, they, they start off as, uh, as, uh, tadpoles. And they become, they become, a like, full sentient beings. But this is actually really confusing because we see a child Ithorian in... In an episode of the Clone Wars, yes, but he has limbs. He has limbs. He is fully limbed. I don't know, like how he long... must have metamorphosized. Yeah, maybe you have a stage between that, like after you metamorphosize and you stop eating blood bugs, or you're you know just a child. He because he has his lumps. Well, I he, ha- he he seems like he has his lumps together. <laughs> so <laughs> the other thing about them is they uh, they were natives of the planet Ithor, of course, a lush world with sprawling rainforests. The Athorians worshipped Mother Jungle and long ago vowed never to desecrate their planet. Uh, they discovered repulsor lift technology and they built expansive herd ships floating in the skies above their homeworld. Species migrated to these platforms, ensuring that Ithor would remain pristine forever. The herd ships eventually given the ability to travel across interstellar distances and they were led by their high priest. First contact with the Republic Curtain, 12,000 BBY. So, to, to clarify what all of that meant... It basically meant that they're hippies. Yeah. On a massive scale. So basically they they fly around in floating cities in herds, which is just a word for tribes. Groups. Just yeah. call themselves tribes. But they, they and they float around in cities so that they don't destroy their, their precious planet. Uh, they integrated well with the galactic community. Their own language was incredibly beautiful, yet difficult to learn as they I, had the, I doubt that. Had I, I highly doubt that. I'm twin sorry. mouths on opposite side of their decks. They're their necks. Fortunately, they could speak basic, albite with a strange accent. Uh, uh, each Ithorian herd was presided over by a force-sensitive individual who served as a priest and a healer. So, a little monkish, a little hippie-ish. Yeah, very peace-loving, very simple yeah. folk. Um, but I have bad news. Did Mother Jungle uh, pass away? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> During the Yuzang Vong War, which is something we're going to have to talk about eventually. Okay. Uh, the Yuzang Vong, one of their first planets they, they targeted was Ithor. Ugh. Did, and it, they, did and it survive? They completely destroyed it. Ooh. They, they went all, all they ran on Ithor. <laughs> <laughs> they killed oh. Mother Jungle. So, uh, I mean, like, if, if getting called Hammerheads wasn't enough... <laughs> <laughs> Their mother jungle was destroyed. Uh, yeah. They they have a new planet though. Leia gave them one. Um. So here's a little bit of behind the scenes. Uh, it was a puppet. Yep, of course. Which it it looks like a puppet. I can see it being a puppet, but it looks like a person in a suit in in the in episode two. Yeah. Uh, in 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 a New Hope, it was a puppet. Um, it was uh. The puppet was used for Mama Nadon and Dena both. Dena both. Uh, so Mama Nod, Nadon, if we haven't, we've said that already, I think, but uh, he's the one that you see in episode four. Dena both is a female Ithorian who we see also in the same cantina, but during the nighttime, during Akmina's shift. <laughs> in? 
in the Star, the Star Wars, Wars Holiday, Holiday Special. Special. So the, the same costume is used for a female Ithorian during that 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 uh, that sequence with uh, B. Arthur. Uh, the designer's name's Ron Cobb. Is he of any relation? Yes, uh, good old Ronnie Cobb. He's uh, he's my. Uh, my 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 uncle. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's he's a great influence on me and what I do. <laughs> and just so you know, they named some Ithorian after him. There was another one called yes. Ruron Karab, <laughs> which is the worst Star Wars name I could think of because it, knowing that origin, that would be like Romarty Karab. Karab. <laughs> well, I, I would love to be part of the Karab family, but I am not. I will have to say, Roron Cobb, pretty pretty awesome looking. That's pretty cool. He's really cool. He's got he's in the uh, he's in the animated series. He him Shakti and somebody else. I don't remember whose name it was. Um, they fight in a battle against General Grievous right before the end of that series, and uh, he's the one that uses that like roar that I talked about earlier, where yep. Sonic scream ability, but he's so good at it that he can use the force to make it better. <laughs> so, Roron Cobb, he seemed like a cool guy to be. Um, but, um, want to talk about some notable Ithorians? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about Roron Cobb, uh, named after my Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the one that we see, the one that actually matters in some way. Momo Nadon? I love the naming convention on these. They have just like... Uh, War Roar Domat, you know, they have like just the, the lots of W's, and it's it's is, really is War Roar Rodat. Is he is he uh related to Aurora? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the Tuscan Raider. <laughs> no, he's a male Ithorian Jedi Master. Oh, uh, maybe this still that could be, that but could and be. he's got like 7,000 pages of backstory on here. From Darth Bane, Rule of Two. Oh, I remember that guy. He dies like immediately. Oh, thanks. He, he, oh, I'm, spoilers <laughs> for a book that's what eight years old. I'm sure <laughs> that you weren't probably going to read. <laughs> well, now I'm not. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> I spoiled. He's in it for like five minutes. <laughs> he has a lot of backstory, here. which is um, weird because he's only in it for five minutes. So Mo Mo Um. Uh, so he's the one. In uh, a cantina. In a cantina during episode four. Uh, he is prominently featured in the story. Give me one second. The story has a great name. Tales from the Cantina? He's from Tales of the Cantina, but he's a, it's specifically, it's called The Sand Tenders, The Sand Tender, The Hammerhead's Tale. Like, that sounds like a double uh, racism in there. Yeah. So uh, this is basically where the Ithorian's backstory come from, as him being, he's a peaceful guy. Okay. So that makes all Ithorians peaceful guys. Yes. That's, that's, how, that's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, you can't just have, you know, you can't just have one sleazy scumbag in your species like... Um, sleazy Bagano? Sleazy Bagano. You have to have all of them be sleazy scumbags. Um, but uh, he grew up as a high priestess for the planet of Ithor. He sold secrets, or he, he gave secrets to um, a, the Imperial officer okay. that came by about agriculture, because they're the best at agriculture. I can picture that. Yep. And he gave it away to try to protect the planet, and he did, but they kicked him out for it because it's secret knowledge. So he went to Tatooine, and he started a garden in the desert, which is 
stupid of him. I, I would have moved somewhere better for that. There's moisture. Well, there's moisture. Farms. Yeah, I guess he might have been a moisture farmer. Um, and he grew stuff. And he, I guess he was in that. I'm trying to figure out though why that guy was in the bar. So that leads me to this. Let's go to a bar right now. Get a camera. Take some shots, some video. Just pan around, see what you see. Try to get it exactly like the cantina scene. Like... Well, it could be close, but just maybe even the same similar shots. But the same, like it's yeah. a close up of three people here and one here, and then go home and write a story about every one of those people. <laughs> like, like that's the craziest that's part. Is like you look at this guy and it's like, oh, he's just sitting there. He's kind of brown and has this like funky head with these eyes on the front. I get this whole story about him. Like, I want to do that. I want to go to a bar. Take a picture of a random guy. Just videotape some people, like, with their consent. Um, <laughs> but if I get their consent, they're not going to be natural. <laughs> so maybe just videotape and then ask for consent afterwards. Yeah. And then go write fan fiction about these people. Like, <laughs> I just, that's, you know that's what? essentially I, what this is. It's somebody, crazy. I, I'm going to issue a challenger, challenge to you people <laughs> out there. Go to your bar. Do that, and then write a story in, maybe not even in the Star Wars universe, but write a story about some random guy in the background of a bar that you took. Like you gotta make pitch. you gotta make this person that's in the background of the bar like they had the best, most prominent life ever. Yeah, the you best know, thing. They in the determined world. their entire species. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had Mother Earth or whatever it was, Mother, Mother Forest. Mother Forest. <laughs> um, like, could you imagine? Yeah. We're, um, we're gonna I, have to do I just, that. I, yeah, well, that'll be fun. Um, so uh, with Moma Nadon, one of the things that he did in his life was that uh, he found the guy that he told the secrets to again, and he basically like died or something. I without like going through this whole backstory, I'm not gonna explain it. But he died, and it brings up the one important thing about the Ithorians that the page doesn't really talk about, which is the law of life. Interesting. What they believe in is that for every life killed, you must put two life in its place. So for but what it means is that this is more of an agricultural rule that makes a little bit of sense. Okay. Is that for each plant killed, you plant two. But so if I'm an Ithorian yep. and I have thousands of offspring, do I need to kill half of thousands of people? Well, no, no, no. I think it's more of, like, if life dies. I mean, like, I guess it could be compensating for that, for the people that don't do that, your, your rule. But um, I, I, to step back a second, you mentioned uh, he told a secret. Yeah. How does an Ithorian tell a secret? Like, come here, I'm going to whisper something in your ear. And as I'm whispering it in your ear, I'm also whispering it out the other side of my mouth for everybody else to hear. Well, you know, maybe that mouth can be closed. You don't know. I you have thought, two mouths? I, I wish I had two mouths. That's true. Actually, the best part is, is that the person has to lean into you sideways. Like, they have to put... like It's like me putting my ear to your neck. <laughs> Come here, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yet my eyes are, like, past it. So I can't even see if you're in the right <laughs> you're spot. Because can you imagine their 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 vi- field of vision? Yeah, like, like my yeah. eyes are out here. I can't see myself. Like you can't see your yourself. Body. You, you know you can't. You're right. That's that's a really weird thought. Yeah, you can't see your body in that unless you're and you're really heavy. you're when you're walking. You're so far ahead of yourself before you've even gotten there. I mean, and your balance is. Is, is messed up as it's it is. It's got to be really It's got to be really hard. Well, it does mention that they're a little slower than than other species. Yeah. 
they're just insulting them all to get, you know, they're slow, they're hammerheads. Yeah. Uh, this is, there's no winning. This is called Kenner's fault, really. <laughs> they started this whole hammerhead thing. Yeah. Um, but what he did to, to do the law of life, he killed that guy yeah. or whatever, or he took two cell samples from the corpse and he made two clones. Wow. They're cloners. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, like think about that. Like, they make such a big deal out of cloning. And why would he clone series. that guy? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> replace him. Like, I would just have two kids or plant two f- trees or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's the stupidest law, actually, because it probably doesn't even make any sense agriculturally. Like, yeah, like it. It doesn't really make a whole lot of. It sense. doesn't. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not an that rate of of reproduction to say i guess yeah, like you would, is it's not ba- it's not good for the environment you would think it would be one one like you, know, yeah, you don't want to plant one. too many trees you'd say like an eye for an eye or a mouth for a mouth yeah two mouths for one mouth exactly so um that's really all i have to say about momana you know so yeah. let's let's go to another one let's talk about deneb bath okay do you <laughs> this is the this is the one that we see in the star wars holiday special yeah. she she was there she was. Is that it? That's it. Let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about... Well, I know we talked about Roar on Cobble already. Uh, let's talk about uh, Biff. Good old Biff. That's his name? Biff? Biff good old Her Biff. Her name, Biff. It's his. Uh, Biff, he is a child Ithorian that we see in uh, um, an episode... There's a series of episodes in the Clone Wars cartoon. Uh, I, I think it's, the first one's called The Gathering, and then they, they, they have like three episodes after that. Yep. Like about them and Osakotana doing stuff or something. But it's a bunch of kids and they go into like a, t- a temple cave to get like lightsaber crystals. And it's all about learning lessons. And if I recall, Biff was super afraid of the dark. <laughs> and he was, they all separated and he had to go find his crystal, but it was on, it was in a dark spot and he had to face his fears of the dark. But, uh. I'm never really going to get a chance to talk about it, but I'd like to talk about this series of episodes real quick. Okay. So they build their lightsabers and all. But the thing about watching this whole episode, that whole series of of things that made it super uncomfortable for me to really sit there and watch them, is knowing that all of them died. Yeah. All of them were killed probably by Anakin. At least I know one of them was. Oh, so it's really sad. That like is you, sad. You, like you look at this guy, look at look at his picture. Look. He's, he's so cute. Aww. You just want to hug him and I don't, I don't want to pet him. I don't want to touch him, but... So here's another Ithorian. Tendal Bendon. Oh, he's my favorite. I was just about to say he's my least favorite. Oh, well, I, I have the, no idea who he is. Oh, he is the... Um, I was pulling an the, Alex. The senator. Oh, that's <laughs> That was very Alex-ish. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's the senator. He's wearing like a, like a brownish-reddish robe, and he's the one that looks the stupidest. Because, like, they got these, like, wide heads, which is fine, but at the shoulders... It almost looks like it's like a, 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 like if like five kids stuffed themselves in a coat to make themselves look like an adult. <laughs> Has Vincent adult man? Well, wait, no, you haven't seen BoJack Horseman, have you? No. Oh well, to BoJack Horseman fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. It just his his it's just the 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 um the sizes and and proportions are just all off on it. It's it's pretty pretty bad looking. Um. Yeah, that one that one's my least favorite. You're right. Um, I just want to talk about this one for a brief second because I think his name is hilarious. I have no idea who he is. He is in the Clone Wars for a lot of episodes for some reason. 
I think I might have an action figure of him. His name is Jacker's son? Nope. I think his name is funny. Jacker's son? You yeah. might have a... You might have a... You might have a figure for Goron Cobb. Go Rob, they made a figure of him. Did they? Yeah. Then maybe I do. Um... What if Uncle Ronnie has a has a Uncle Ronnie? <laughs> Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> For the listeners that don't know, Marty's last name is Cobb. Yeah, I mentioned it every episode, but I would. That's I, true. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I do have a. He uh, is. I, I should note he is not actually my uncle. I, I have no idea who this guy is. There is of no relation, but I'm going right. to call him Uncle Ronnie for the rest of the show. So while there's a bunch of cool Arthurians, there's there's some cool books about the Arthurians. Including Star Wars Missions number seven, Ithorian Invasion. This is a scholastic <laughs> book, um, seventy-one pages. That's, that's I could read that. Um, I could read that in a day. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter just had a thing where she had to read uh, books for school, and it was like the first one to read a hundred books or something. And she had me sign a paper this morning that said she read twenty books, and she <laughs> listed them all. And she woke up at six o'clock in the morning and sat there and read these books and. And it was pretty crazy when I went back. Some of them had multiple chapters and everything else, and uh, one of them could have been Ithorian Invasion. <laughs> one of them could have been? Like, Where no, you... I mean, 71 pages, Scholastic. <laughs> she could have read Ithorian Invasion. That would have been... Instead, she read, I know one of them for sure was uh, Rugrats Hanukkah. I believe. <laughs> was, I don't even know where these books came from. Did she retain any of that? I want to know. No, because I asked her what they were about to see if she really read them, and she said she couldn't tell me. <laughs> but I did sign off that she read them. So. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you about Ithorian Invasion, and I'm going to buy it for my children. Please do, because I want to. I want to copy myself. Bounty hunters have taken Grubba the Hut to the planet Ithor. You must get him back. Oh, you must get him back. Oh, wait, is this a, is this from first-person perspective, or is this a choose-your-own-adventure novel? The second sentence of this is, you must get him back. The Ithorian leader, Momo Nadon, has offered to help you. He's the Ithorian leader? Oh, yeah, you know what? That actually does say that on this Wikipedia. Page. But in return, you must aid him in his revolt against the Empire. He's not as peaceful as it sounds. Imperial forces have taken control of Ithor's center, the Tafanda Bay. Which I feel like I've heard of before. That does sound Your mission to liberate the Ithorians, find Grubba the Hut before it is too late. And they spelled too wrong. All right. Listeners <laughs> out there, if you have a copy. Wait, the last line? May the force be with you. Oh, God. If you have a copy out there or you have a PDF or something, please send it to us. If you do, we will not send you anything, but we will do a whole review of it. It's part of a series. The, it's preceded by the, the, the search for Grubba the Hut. Like, this is the kind of Star Wars story that I want to read. I, I would love to read re- something that's not... I want to read it because it's in my perspective. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. But it's not, like, like riddled with, like, nods to the fans that are, you Yeah, know, no, it's just, it, it's, it's just a weird story. They took Dave Wolverton, which I thought said Dave Wolverine, <laughs> uh, wrote this story about, you know... I mean, Mama Nada, that's a, that's a, that's a reference, but... Oh, man... IG-88 is in it. There are so many typos in this. So then he contacts Jabba, requesting that he meet him on Tagoria. I don't know who edited this article, but look how they spelled meet him. Oh my god. Do you see this? Yeah, what? Oh, oh, they put the wrong meat. <laughs> oh my god, you can get a copy of this book for a penny. 
But then you can get. I'm sorry. You can get Grub of the Hut. I, I should. Oh, that's the one that that's before this. That's the one right before it. But Grub of the Hut's artwork is hilarious because it's clearly Job of the Hut. Like it's it's not oh, like yeah. they didn't aim to change it. I was like, I really want to know if Grub of the Hut has a has a different. Oh my god, I'm gonna buy all the books in this series now. Yeah, this is this is kind of cool. This is well, it came with some actually some trading cards too of Doforo Nat on. Oh my god, oh, it's got a three point two on Goodreads. Ithorian Invasion. Is that out of ten? Uh, yeah, yeah, out of 10. <laughs> oh, darn. Oh, no, no, I'm 3.2 out of 5. I'm sorry. Nice. That's, that's actually medium. It's got a 5 out of 5 on risingshadow.com. Cool. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking up to see if I can find a copy of this on Amazon. Yeah, we're getting it for one penny. That's amazing. We should we, pick that up. We should do that. We should do the whole series and review them. <sighs> Alright, so, um, is it time for our final question? Yeah, I think there was just one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to talk about just, just the look of Balduga. He's very Cad Bane. He is Cad Bane. Like, wait, no. He is a an Ithorian dressed as Cad Bane for Halloween. Exactly. Like, that is because so... you're right. He has the same hat. He has everything. He was on. Uh, you may have seen this episode because you. I remember you saying this was a good episode. But uh, he's I'm... one of the bounty hunters. He's one of the bounty hunters oh, in the box. I love the box. The box is the best episode. If you haven't best... seen the box episode of uh, Clone Wars, it is by far one of my favorite. Star Wars things ever. It's it's a great episode. Basically, it's so much fun. Count Dooku, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, who fakes his death in the previous episode, become a fa- a bounty hunter in order to go on this mission to kill Dooku or something. Uh, he becomes a bounty hunter, and Dooku sends him into this box, this thing called the box. It's like a training session between him and like eight other it, bounty hunters. And the hunters. box is like a it's a physical like location that's yeah. shaped like a box and. and it's like that you get tested in there. Oh, it's great. It's it's one of the best. Things. It's like I don't know, ten or twelve bounty hunters fight to to the to the death. Yeah, well, know? basically, it's, they, they all work survive. together, and then they yeah, it, it's great. It's just a great episode. It is. Um, all right, but otherwise, that Balduga. There's another one. He has a brother named uh, Anka, who I he has no. So, uh, uh, blah. Balduga's brother is named Anka, which I think I said just a second ago, but. Uh, he looks. He looks that is right. really cool. Yeah, he's really cool. He's not Cad Bane. No, he's very um, almost like a like a pod racer style. Yeah. Um, I like him. He has the blue shirt. Maybe he's wearing the blue leotard. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Bulduga was uh, was killed by bad Cad Bane right before he, right before he even got into the box, Jesus. and then Anka was killed by the electric. Fried bl- laser blades. First, you got Mother Love or whoever. Mother Jungle. <laughs> Mother, Mother Jungle Jun- died years after that. Don't worry. That was the U.S. Everybody's Bob. dying. These are sad species. Yeah. All right. So the final question. What is the final question, sir? Who in the Star Wars universe, meaning species, is cooler than the Ithorians? Yeah. You have. Like, I- tell me a species that's cooler. And why? I can't betray my Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to tell him that. Ron Cobb really nailed it with that. <laughs> he really did. The, did. You see the concept art? It's great. Yes. Concept art's really good. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's really hard. Um, I don't know that there's much. I mean, maybe, like, like the Trandoshan, which is Bosk. Yeah, you know, that's, re- that's, cool. that's a really cool species, but... Wookiees are cool. Wookies are very cool. That, that's definitely... That be the only one that I could say, like, is in competition. I like the the Yeti guys. 
Cool. The yeah, I don't even know the species, but Muftak. I like I like Jabba the Hut. I like the huts. But then again, all the other huts that I've seen, I, I hate. So, like I hate huts Zero cool. the Hut. No. Um, can't say Yoda because we don't even know what it's called. Yeah, Yoda Yoda doesn't have a species name. Um, but no, I mean, to me, like, it's it's the defining. I think some people out there might say Sip Brock would have done yeah. but that's that's not me. But to me, the the. The hammerhead, which I, you know, I feel bad even saying yeah, now. You just don't, um, just you just don't say it, man. That's that's their term. The Ithorian is is defining of the cantina. Absolutely, it, it is. It's it one is, of the most memorable things that happens, and he only gets two shots. Yeah, he has a lot less shots than 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 others. I mean, like you know, like Panda Baba and Greedo and everything. But it's just it's the it's the one that that makes it takes me back and, and makes me. <laughs> remember what I love the most about Star Wars. Yeah. And it's and it's the variety of aliens yeah. in those scenes. They maybe the Duros is the only other thing that I like the Duros, but they're so simple that they're not they're not cool like the Ithorians in that way. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of one. No, I can't. I give up. There there is none. Yeah, Ithorians are cool. Yep. So I just wanted to mention a little story uh, that we have about Ithorians. There is one other significant Ithorian that we played one time, me, and uh, by this point, you would have known George. So, this would have been out before then. Our uh, ex-temporary co-host. Our a temporary co-host or Not whatever. Ex, but just one, two time. Yeah, a special guest. Yes. Uh, we played a Star Wars game. I ran it. Uh, it was a role-playing game, of course. Uh, and it was just like a one-shot. We did it for one night. And uh, George was a Mon Calamari, but Jay was a Ithorian. Yes. And... Uh, there was only a couple of things that I remember about it, but there's two specific things. One thing is that I had you guys fight a simple like setup of a bunch of uh, stormtroopers, uh, and one of them was a sand trooper on a dewback, and you guys stole the dewback, <laughs> rode it around for a while, and then you killed it, and then you skinned it, and then you <laughs> you turned it into. You use a craft skill or something, or I just let you do it. You built an armor, a thing of armor out of it that was a tracksuit. You specifically <laughs> described it as a tracksuit. And instead of, it was an Adidas tracksuit for some reason. But instead of Adidas, because you messed up the role just a little bit, it didn't say Adidas, it said, I did this. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Uh, and I believe, uh, I, I, the only, I drew pictures of it. I have a picture of it somewhere. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll do a really cool version of it and post it up. But I, I know that there's a, uh, George's Mon Calamari also wore a tuxedo. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a one little weird detail that I remember. And uh, you also, besides stealing that dude back and killing it, you wandered the desert for a while. Because <laughs> you... <laughs> if I recall, you screwed up the story I had going. I'm sure I did. That's, pro- that's the way I would work. <laughs> yeah. But you guys went to. I just gave up, and I, you went to a um, like a junkyard, and you fought a bunch of Wallies, like the from the like the robots from the movie Wally. Because <laughs> I found somebody had made stats for him in the game. Wow. Uh, online, and uh, I can see Wally in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I called them Waltz. Because yep. Wally stand the last letter of Wally is stands for Earth and it was a like waste something Tatooine, so they were called Waltz. Well um, I guess in a Dubek skin suit. <laughs> Dubek skin suit. I might draw that and maybe that'll be a, a character that we can do. Um I did this. I did this. Oh and uh, I remember one of the Wallies was uh Force Sensitive, who was Skippy the Robot. 
Wait, Skippy? He was basically Skippy. He was he was force sensitive. <laughs> he I was R five D four. I designed what I made it so that one of them was force sensitive. He had force push, I think, and he used it on you guys. And <laughs> wow, that's another callback. Yeah. Uh, but I figured I mentioned it. He was the uh, I did this, which is probably his name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Maybe if I find the, I might be able to find the character sheet one day. If I find the character sheet, we got to play that game again. Yeah. With those characters. I'll, I'll revisit that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you keep the tracksuit <laughs> alright I think that wraps it up yeah so uh, Mau Mau Nadon how would he say goodbye wait we should do it in stereo um, or we should say thank you for listening uh, okay so it's gonna be a, okay. we have to say it at the same time Let's say it okay so three wait what, what's the word we're thank you for listening thank you for listening yeah three Two, one. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.